I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Okay, so we are doing one more day on... 1921, just to tie up loose ends, and then also to see if it, if it connects to the previous Pasuk. So this is Rav Machros Hashem uh, which we translate either as many are the thoughts in the hearts of a man, or um, great are the thoughts in the hearts in the heart of a man, right? And the advice of Hashem will prevail. So what did we say yesterday? Um, that, uh, like if a person gets really caught up in the, the planning and the particulars and feels like by totally involving himself in that, he can like plan out every single thing, right. which is just an illusion. It's not happening. And then what I'm saying is that the uh, universals, which is right, um, like that's in Corel. And so like you should look into that and not get caught up in your own planning. Okay, good. So what do we... What do we say though about why it's being depicted as advice? That was, a, I think, one of the major questions we kept coming back to yesterday of uh, that Sadiqon changed it to Gezerah, the Gezerah of Hashem, and that makes a lot more sense to me because it's whatever Hashem decrees. Decree mean like to me, decree means he uh, like dictates the reality. Advice is like what you tell someone in hopes of it conforming to the reality. So that was weird my phone. Yeah, I was like, If I was saying advice is the in terms of the words that to it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that was that was your answer, which I think was the best answer that I remember, which was it is a good decree, but it's telling you to relate to Hashem's decrees as advice. You know, because uh that's how you should meaning you should factor it in and make decisions. Yeah. Yeah, like I can say if you if you're if you're tell someone probably shouldn't touch that wire because you'll you'll get shot. Yeah, you're you're giving him advice. <laughs> you're talking about is a real, is like a real principle. That, yeah, you know. yeah, that's good. That's a good analogy. Yeah, Joe. Um, I don't know if like this was possibly saying, but also referring to it as advice. I guess that it just sort of like describes like Hashem's knowingness in a way, because when a person gives advice, we say knowingness. You mean his like omniscience, like yeah, the fact yeah. he knows stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just want. To, I know knowingness is like just like some new term that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so when a person gives advice, they're assuming reality. Yeah. Like, and the, their advice is based on what they're assuming. Yeah. But, like, when God gives advice, like, I guess that's sort of like what Isaac is saying, how, like, the person takes it as advice. Yeah. But it's, like, foolproof advice because he knows the reality. Yeah. So it's not, it's, like, because he knows what the reality is going to be, that makes his advice perfect. Okay, so that, that's another, I think that is a different answer, which is another good answer, that... Be, Close the door here. Um, no, it's more for the discussion, not for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that we want you here. <laughs> um, but uh, since you are, in other words, you're competing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We are, we are away at mass, aren't we? Yeah. I thought so. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Since the advice is competing 
Hashem's advice is in competition with your advice and the advice of other people. So if we treated Hashem's, okay, hold on a second. And okay, how do I put it? You have plans, okay? And then there's Hashem's advice and his his plan, so to speak. So if you put that in a separate category, then then it makes it easier to dismiss. But if you put it into the same category, you view it as superior advice because it's stemming from omniscience, then psychologically, like it's more, uh, uh, it, not that you have a better chance of taking it, but like there's, you're, you're framing it in a way where, of course, I'm going to take advice from the, the oh yeah, sorry, from the, uh, from the, the, the omniscient being, you know, um, then uh, yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have a question or is no, it? Yeah. A different way of thinking about like things happening in the world. Yeah. As like advice from the Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, so the, the, the more common module really is uh, Mishle talks about Musar Hashem a lot and Musar Hashem being like the stuff that happens to you that, that teaches you how to make better decisions, you know? Uh, and that's an interesting way of framing that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how is it different? Well, uh, I don't know if it's so different other than the fact that here we're talking about, uh, we said yesterday, this is like proactive. Mm-hmm. Like when you are about to make a decision, then what are you taking into account? Whereas Musar Hashem, I feel like is reactive like stuff happens to you and you either treat that as if like oh this happened to me or you could treat it as musr from hashem that you learn from mm. you know uh, yeah yeah <laughs> could it be a reference to the uh the hashem? yeah that's an interesting approach the only problem is not problem the, the, the question then is how do you differentiate between the Machtavos in your mind, and then the Atas Hashem from the Talmudim. Like that—that's how you'd have to learn it according right. to that, right? Well, the Talmudim. It would be the same idea, basically. Ah, but you're saying it's coming from your mind. Yeah, yeah. like that's what like, perceives. The yeah, truth. I see that. Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, okay, so one of the Mufarkim I wanted to do is uh, Rabbag. Okay, so that's in the back of the packet, um, and. Maybe I'm reading into this, which is why I kind of wanted to do this, is uh, I think he's answering a question that has been raised about Mishlei methodology in the past. So let's see here. So this is Rabag on Yud Tess. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not Yud Tess. Uh, Chafal. Yeah. Uh, left column, last page. Rowing Jepeda? Yeah. Last page in the second. Um, what does rowing mean? <laughs> nice. You know, I've been trying to, I've been making that joke a lot and no one picks up on it. Yeah, every time, every time we I say the word Roy for about two months, I would say Roy. However, you define that, or however you translate that. <laughs> but thank you. I thought that had died. No, 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 <laughs> okay, <you're> good. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Avodazara uh, commenter on YouTube. Oh, 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 oh. Roy, like yeah, that was that was the one word that he didn't know how to translate. <laughs> yeah. All of them. I've watched all videos on the channel. They're all sent to the same. Okay. <laughs> I figured it's like started by like what does rowing mean? Like what's that Rama? Yeah. It's, it's just it's just the funniest thing to focus on in the sugya. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, yeah, it's it, it's amusing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say there's another commenter from another commenter. Uh, I think Christian, uh Christian conspiracy theorist theorist type thing. I I, I meant to send you. I'll, I'll I'll have to post it later. Okay, anyway. Um Ro- Roy Shitea is proper for you to know, worthy for you to know. Uh, so um, good contemplation, two of his bonanus, 
will not help you to avoid falling into harm. Okay, and that's fit for you to know that. If you sinned against Hashem in, in, in a certain respect, the open Shia royal onish in a way that you are uh, worthy of punishment. Or, I don't exactly know how to read this uh, sentence, but, um, or that you will not arrive at the good that Hashem decreed. Leshek negdo. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that means. Let's look, look at the footnote 81. The way I understood this basically is like, like if you sin to Hashem, then even if you're trying to avoid a certain harm, or even if you are trying to attain a certain good, then your good his bonus will not help you. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's uh, no, because, uh, because, oh, he, he'll explain. Vizet, and this is key, because Rabos, what? Um, contemplation is the best word, but I think here he means, like, thinking into the decisions that you're about to make, you know? Vizet, key, Rabos, Mashros, Levish, and this is because there are many thoughts in a man's heart. Because Hashem will, will bring about sometimes that a person will fall into one of the thoughts that will guide him to whatever it is that Hashem decreed upon him. For good or for bad. Whether because of divine providence or because of punishment. Oh, no, hold on And then... This would be really helpful if the Rabbah himself said this, but, oh no, not yet, hold on. Okay, fine, we'll read the whole thing. Uluzeh, uh, and for this reason, it is proper for a person to strive to come close to Hashem um, uh, as much as possible. Because nothing, no strategy will benefit you to escape from what Hashem has decreed upon you. Except for this, meaning except for coming close to Hashem. Because um, you'll find that no matter how much you think about distancing yourself from a certain thing, then the causes will be brought about that bring you close to it. Okay, meaning like a, a, a harmful thing. And this is very well known from many of the stories of the Torah. So, I didn't exactly know what he meant, and then I read this footnote, which gives a good example. Look at footnote 83. So the brothers of Yosef distanced themselves from him and sold him as a slave in order to escape from the the, uh, dreams that he he dreamed about them. Um, and that ex- itself became, was a, uh, a, a medium through which Yosef attained uh, dominance. Uh, like the raw bog writes there. So when, when Paro tried to kill all of the Jewish boys, in order to avoid a savior arising from them to overthrow him, his decree itself is what brought that about. Hmm. I mean, Paro's decree is what caused Yochavit to hide Moshe, which then caused her to put him on the Nile, which then caused him to get into, you know, Paro and then et cetera, you know. Um, 
it says Shemuch bees hatvolas hashini. Ha'iruur shi'ir kora al hakuhuna ha'yasiba lachazik es mamad hakuhuna la'aron. I never thought about that one before. The the um the complaint that Korah complained about the kuhuna or like the the movement that he started about the kuhuna was a cause of strengthening the position of the kuhuna for Aaron. Can before it depart with Korah. Yeah. So these are all exactly. So, so again, just let's do the main point, and then we'll see what he's adding to this puzzle. So like, like um, he's saying basically that that you can think and plan all you want to bring about a certain good or to avoid a certain bad, but if the hashgacha decrees that you have to suffer a certain punishment or that you that a certain uh, tov is going to come to someone who's like your enemy, your thought will not override the hashgacha. And in fact, your thoughts themselves will be, I mean, the way he said it is interesting. Yisabit, when he said uh, after footnote 81 in the text, it sounds like he's saying that of the many thoughts, God will arrange it so that you basically like choose one of the thoughts, not, I don't think interfering in Bechira, but like that you stumble into one of the thoughts that will lead you to the very thing that you deserve, regardless of what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting idea in its own right, but the question is, uh, is like, um, what do we learn from here in terms of Mishlei? I know that's an artificially concocted question. Uh, yeah, Jeff? Within what you're saying, I don't understand the example of Moshe. Like, uh, how did Gadara cause Moshe to come about? Like, he didn't have the Moshe would have been born, and he probably still would have become Moshe, he just wouldn't have been brought up in power. Yeah, so, so I, I think, if I remember correctly, I, I, maybe about, does he hold that, like, Moshe became Moshe because... I, I believe I believe he does hold that. Let me just really quickly check. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's good, uh, well, for me, just also have been, like, able to talk to Aro better, easier, if, like, because he, like, I think that's one of the points that the raw bog makes. Um, but um, oh, I, I think the Brahman also makes this point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. I just want to look up the source of this. Uh, um, by the way, I saw there was an Barbanel Is that what does that mean? Uh, so he does. He asks 100 questions on on the on, on Lavi, <laughs> and then he answers all of them. Yeah, that was my. Uh, I, we've talked about this after Sheer one night. I forgot who was in the room. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I got the idea from there. I, I had this assignment that I would do with my uh, my ninth and tenth graders is I would give them a month and uh, say you have to come up with 100 questions on Magid, you know, and they would complain and complain and complain. And I said, you can get, you can, you don't, you can get the questions from elsewhere. You could do it, you know, you could do the assignment with someone, but you have to come up with a hundred questions on Magi. And by the time they got done with it, then it forced them to scrutinize the text, and it made them. They always were so like at the seder, they're like, I asked like all the best questions. I'm like, so, you know, so it was, I got the idea from the brother now, but yeah, so it's a, it's it's good Haggadah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but it's very classic of brother now, you know, yeah. yeah. And he I, he did choose the number arbitrarily, um, like you know what he does in his Nach commentaries. So he so in his Kumar commentary he raises all the questions. You know, mm-hmm. Nach commentary he said if I did I think he says if I did this, it would go, be too long, which for him is huge because right. he writes the most out of anybody. So he says for each section in in uh, Nevian, uh, he'll choose or and, and whatever Nach he writes, he'll choose six questions. 
for every book? For every section. Uh, so like whether it's a chapter or like a, a second, yeah. Okay, here we go. So the book of Shaney, he says, Oh, yeah. Ah, so this, this, is, this is a cool, cool Ralbag shot. He does say both, but he says a Ralbagian thing also. So he says, So the second lesson is in uh, ideas. Uh, this is to tell you the power of Hashem Tashkaf on those who receive it. That God caused, brought about that Bastaro had compassion on Moshe and saved him. Hmm. So he he Moshe was raised in Pharaoh's house and he became educated through the Egyptian Hamim. Hmm. And that helped him to become a Navi because you know you need knowledge of, of you know the world or the science and stuff to become a Navi. So he says, even though the ideas of the Egyptian Hamim were false. They were a prompt for Moshe to find the truth. Huh. Whereas if he were in Klal Yisrael, they were not really involved in Kachma, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then he also said the second point of Ode, he also had a point uh, to describe Moshe. We always describe him as Shval Ruach, but he had a Nefesh Gvoa, a uh, good self esteem, I would say, right? He low got up the shiplut, Ubaabdus, he did, was not raised in uh, in lowliness and served, servitude like his other brothers. And for that reason, he was more courageous, or he was able to exert more uh, bravery in uh, against Paro and in taking the Jews out of the land. Kind of like Haman, that the very plot that Paro tried to execute to prevent his own defeat brought about his defeat. Yeah. Right? That's what Yisra says. I mean, I'm not saying that's the same shot, but like that kind of idea that the very thing that that they tried to use as a weapon to us, then... Uh, then he turned around. I saw a quote. I don't think this is a real quote, or at least it was presented as a real quote. What's the name of the the the, uh, the woman who started uh, uh, um, Beis Sarah Schneider. Schneider. Something like that. So I guess, yeah, 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 something like that. Some European SCH <laughs> word um, that uh, that I guess the people were so you know opposed to her teaching women uh, that like they would throw stones at them, you know? And so she said, we'll take the stones that they throw and use them to build more Beit Yaakov. Uh, <laughs> that's like an awesome quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is like a little further afield. Sure. But wasn't Moshe from Jacob Levy? Like, wouldn't he not have been subjected to slavery? That's true, that's true, yeah. And like, why was he even being put in the river? Like, weren't, wasn't Levy just separate, totally? Like, Good question. Yeah, I, I don't, I actually don't know what the raw bog uh, holds about that. I know Chazal say that Shevet Levi was never uh, enslaved. That's not in the Pesukim, though, right? Okay. And it, it's implicit in the Pesukim in the fact that, like, Aaron and Moshe apparently had freedom to go and talk and stuff. But given the Rabag's uh, preference for sticking to the Pshat uh, of the Pesukim, and, uh, you know, then I'm, I'm not sure what he does with that. Okay. I mean, obviously, the fact that, like, Aro thinking that someone's going to overthrow him, that's not in the Pshat either, you know? Uh, but I think he gets that from the fact if I remember correctly, I think he gets that from the fact that like um, the decree of killing the kids was not for a very long time. It was for a specific like 
it was like for like a week or a month or something like that. Um, and uh, and I think he infers from there that it must have been some astrological thing uh, that that led him to do that. Yeah, Isaac, you had, you, you were saying something earlier. Or you had your hand up earlier. Wait, that's in the second. Then it was only like a week. No, he said it couldn't have been for very long because the fact that Paro was trying to conceal it and the fact that Aaron is only three years older than Moshe. Wait, what's trying? Where was he trying to conceal it? Um, that he told the midwives to do it, uh, oh. and, and he like tried to like keep it under wraps until like it escalated. Yeah. But he says that the fact that Aaron was was Aaron three years older, right? Yeah. Or yeah. not two, right? Three years old. So he said it was, it was definitely not like many years. You know, you you see that Aaron was born, and um. And he says, he, I think he says that uh, you just can't be a king and just be killing people for that long. You know, it had to have been like a targeted uh, operation. Yeah. Um, I didn't say about the alarm. What was that? I just didn't say about the alarm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm noticing that he says, Yeah, I noted that also. And I thought what he meant, so there are two ways to read that. One is that, um, that Hajjaka is intervention and Onish would just be like natural consequences. But then that to me didn't fit so well into what he's saying here. So then I was thinking maybe Onish means Hajjakic Onish and Hajjaka means Hajjakic benefit. Yeah, I thought the first one also, made, I thought it was the first one. I thought it made sense because you could be trying to avoid something and because of like, Whatever imperfection you have, causing you to make the the mistake so quickly, mm-hmm. like that itself is going to cause the conflict. Yeah. Um, or like it's a in like a very misleading way. Yeah. Um, or it could be that you know there's not necessarily a correlation between, like not necessarily a, like direct correlation causally, but the the general makes sense. Yeah. The only reason, the other reason I, I didn't like that is uh. Because it seems like the whole idea, according to him, is about is about how the Hashgacha Hashem can interfere with your plans. So if they didn't better to say that both of them are forms of Hashgacha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't disagree with the idea of what you're saying. I just think as a reading that. Yeah. So the what I think this sheds light on. I feel like we talked recently about how Mishlei talks about Hashgacha. Mm-hmm. Like to what extent does Mishlei talk about Hashgacha? And you have Mafarshim who say that Mishlei does talk about Hashgacha. And I, I think you were asking me what my approach was in this. As in my approach is that Mishlei can talk about Hashgacha, but only in a Mishleic framework. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of that, which is that the purpose of Mishlei is not to tell you the principles of Hashgacha, but this Rabag it's saying that this is the dividing line between Mishlei and and uh, and let's say Tehillim or something like that. Meaning that that the mistake the the the, the the uh, the audience of this patzuk, according to the Rabag, is someone who thinks that Mishleic decision making is going to be the ultimate uh, uh, arbiter of like their fate. Hmm. And he's saying no, you can have low yo. Because when I first read that line, lo yo ilo adam tuvis bonenus but devarim ashel lo yipol vara. Isn't that the whole point of Mishlei, showing you how like thinking is going to get you uh, uh, to avoid consequences? That's the whole point of Mishlei, but he's saying no. It's true that Mishlei is telling you that, but that will not override the Kazar Din of Hashem. And uh, and like, if you're Roy for a certain Onesh, then God will bring it about in a certain way. So it's like the puppet point to him is like drawing the line about where Mishlei ends and where like, you know, another safer begins. Yeah. Where is this not the end of Mishlei? I can't. Uh, the is like that, I, I don't hold by. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, there's no order in Mishlei. I'm I'm a firm believer in that. 
and I bet you'll find that in the first nine chapters also if you wanted to, but like in the property section, then, then, uh, then I don't think there's an order. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, uh, it is in the beginning initially, it's in three, five. Um, trust in Hashem with all your heart and don't rely on your own understanding. So the big problem with that pasuk is the whole book is telling you how to rely on your own understanding. So it must be telling you that uh, trust in Hashem with all your heart in in terms of even though you are using your understanding, your security can't be in your understanding because you don't have all the facts and your thinking is flawed. You know, um, rather your security should be in Hashem, or you could say that because the best you could do is make the plans, but the factors are in God's hands. So the result is not going to come out the way that you want. So it is in the beginning of Mishlei. Yeah. Um, can we now just take a look at one question that we raise as possibility? Can we attach the question being, does this relate to the previous pasuk? Previous pasuk was, uh, listen to advice and, uh, and accept discipline in order that you become wise in your end. And the difficulty would be, again, the only reason we're asking this is because it uses the word Eitza, but the difficulty would be that the second Pasuk does not mention Musar. And I think the way we learned the first Pasuk, we were kind of treating Eitza and Musar as synonymous. So does this mean that like Eitza is something different than Musar? Or just what do we get from this, I guess? What we learned together. Yeah, yeah. is definitely different than regular yes that's so, definitely true right so the fact that like winter is not there which might indicate that there's a distinction between age and water i don't know if that's like really a problem because it's a different quality mm -hmm. yeah right it's, it's a, the, the first i think the previous was about how um Ita and winter like can become mm -hmm. which the same part is, is telling the same part is telling i think that like that like that it's a muster that has been applied is just Mahashavli each. But really but really only up to Hashem is was well said. I missed that point. Say it again. It's it, it's drawing the limit of of the previous process. Mm -hmm. I'm still missing. Something's off like is your you're you're taking the the Itza and the Muster. Yeah. And that's from a person. That's a person. Yeah. And that's and like the that 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 month is is the Okay. Oh, okay, fine. And then saying but but then there's something that's greater than that, which yeah. is also Okay, I see that. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else we have in this puzzle? Or are we good for now? Uh, I just have another possible yeah. connection. Sure. Um it could be not saying that. It could be well if if Hashem is not like the robot, but it's like like we were saying before, like it's sort of like just Taking into account all the factors, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, so it could be it's saying, um, Tefkam after Zephyr, like you might think that's just like having a really well worked out plan, like yeah, kind of what you might think that is, uh -huh. but it's just like limiting it to it, not uh, okay. well worked out plans, but the ones that take into account everything. Okay, that's good. I like that also, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you need to qualify the Tefkam after Zephyr with the 21, yeah. Um, Let's stop Mishli here, and then you guys can. Uh, I, I'm really curious as to if there were any juicy questions last night from the question and answer. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to tell me. We could also do, you know, question and answer now, but uh, I'm going to stop recording here.
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.